Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, with us right now, we've got Mickey Ferry. And Mickey, you're an economist, a data scientist, an economic damage expert with Insight Economics on the web at insighteconomics.com. Thank you so much for joining us. That's correct, Josh. It's really great to be here. Thank you. And Mickey, you actually, uh, you have a, you worked with someone or studied with under someone uh, who I've got kind of a, a guy crush on. <laughs> and who is that? Uh, that would be Steve Levitt, the author of Freakonomics and a professor at the University of Chicago. When you read uh, Freakonomics for the first time, how did that impact you? Well, I'll tell you what, Josh. So I, as a kid, I always loved math. I was really, really good at math. And uh, actually, my parents were both high school math teachers. So it was like, it was just ingrained in our household as something important. And then it was, I didn't really get exposed to economics until college at uh, Tufts University. I was a sophomore. Mm. I read the book Freakonomics, which had just come out then. And it just opened my eyes that you could use math to understand the way people in society behave in these like really real world issues. Um, so that book really changed my life for economics when I read it as a sophomore in college. You know, and I think, you know, studying behavior and math and, you know, and, and looking at it in a way that, I mean, provides insights into who we are. I, that's the thing with Freakonomics. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just, you know, it's like that they, you know, and, and, and I recommend the book to people. I'm like, you know, like heads up, some of this, what you're going to read is not very politically correct. Um, but it's just numbers. I mean, it's just, it's the way that we are as a society, not good, not bad necessarily, but, you know, you know, with that insight, you know, we can learn about some, some pretty important things. And, you know, obviously now, you know, in 2020, there's been a lot of economic, uh, you know, or, or uh, someone like yourself uh, probably could come up with some pretty amazing insight that, you know, kind of gets away from the headlines. You know, the, the headlines or the the loud talkers are just, you know, kind of spouting opinions. But I think that, you know, we can kind of look and look at the research and say, no, actually, this is a, you know, very legitimate issue. So, for example, you know, one thing, the racial economic divide. And I know that in your work, um, I'm sure that that's come up from time to time, um, you know, is a certain group being unfairly discriminated against and i mean what do you know about um you know about the racial design so uh you know with black lives matter you know one thing that they're saying is like no there's an absolute systemic disadvantage and some people choose not to believe it um but you know the the numbers indicate otherwise right yeah, that's exactly right. And I mean, Steve Levitt himself, and then there's another professor out there, Roland Fryer, and also John List is another economics professor. They've done some excellent research where they've looked at, I mean, just everything you think about throughout someone's lifetime, whether you're born and your family has a certain amount of money and a certain level of education, 
to the schools that you go to, to the other kind of parental influences and peer groups you get exposed to. I mean, they've really dissected every level of the way, even through whether or not you go to college, whether you graduate college, whether you end up in the criminal justice system. It's, it's each of these levels economists at, I mean, all across the country and across the world have done, you know, in some cases, a really good job at quantifying the impact of, of these various factors. So I, um, I mean, like you said, Josh, I would, I encourage people to listen to the Freakonomics podcast every week. They've done yeah. some really good recent episodes on, on, you know, I mean, some of these racial things, but also, also the pandemic that's going on. It is really a very exciting and also scary time to be an economist because you, mm-hmm. you see a lot of what goes on behind the scenes and uh, it's very hard to make major changes in a country of 330 million people. Yeah. Right, right. So in your regular business, there's a couple of things that that you do with Insight Economics. And again, your website is insighteconomics.com. Obviously, you do a lot of um, expert witness testimony. And in you and I were chatting beforehand, uh, when a company needs to, and, and, and I believe this is one uh, important aspect of the work you do, when a company says, listen, um, Unfortunately, we have to sue for damages, and you know we've actually calculated the damages that have been done to our business. That's you, right? Who comes in to provide expert testimony on the value of damages? Is that is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, and it's. I mean, think of it as I, I think the most common type of case we do is in patent infringement. Actually, it's mm. think of a technology or a pharmaceutical company that spent years and and millions or even billions of dollars developing. A unique technology, they file for a patent over it, and essentially because of all the hard work they did, they they own that technology for a certain period of time. If somebody else comes in and just starts copying them, that's yeah. that's illegal, <laughs> and <laughs> there are lawyers and judges and a whole system that's set up to determine whether or not the patent was a valid patent, whether or not it was infringed, and then we're like the numbers detectives, the economists. We come in sort of towards the end of the case when it's on its way into trial. And, you know, I think of us as like the closer in baseball. I mean, we are prepared at the very end. We're the last ones who appear in trial to say we've looked at all the facts and all the evidence and we put together a lot of Excel tables. (laughs) And I look, I mean, we look at the inner workings of the business. We get exposed to almost, almost everything the business has to determine whether the harm to the company was 1 million, 10 million or a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. And, and who is it that typically is hiring you? Is it the court or is it, uh, is it the defense or the, the prosecution who, who uh, typically yeah. seeks yeah, you so, out? So in these cases, each side of the case, usually it's just mm. two sides of the case. They each hire an economist. Uh, so that right. we have two different perspectives yeah. because that that's important too. I mean, we're trained as economists to come in being objective, being unbiased. And that's why you want one economist kind of from each angle presenting mm. different different arguments to the judge and jury. So you really hear, you hear the story from, from both sides. Yeah. So do you ever come in with a number and you hear the other economists come in with a number and you, you got to look across at them and like, oh, come on. <laughs> like, really? Come on. You're an economist. What are you doing? That's exactly that's exactly what happens. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, people give economists a lot of crap. Uh, my, I hear friends and call. You know, I get articles forwarded to me by friends saying, "Economist predictions were off by ten percent this month." And and yeah. uh, you know, you take a step back. 
think about economists who study the, the entire economy, you know, think about the entire labor market in the U.S., what we're doing is trying to predict the behavior of 330 million people in the U.S. and, and simplify that down. It's, it's, a, hard, it's a hard task. Mm. Uh, what, what I do in, in my cases when I'm working in the legal system or when I'm working for an individual, you know, for an individual, individual business it's it's still complex because one business can be very complex, uh, but it's a lot simpler than predicting the entire you know labor market or the entire stock market or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, Mickey, of course, another thing that you do is you work directly with businesses uh, and explain where you come in and 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 the services that you provide and what you're hired for. Yeah, absolutely. So, I work with individual businesses. Usually, it'll be a company that's you know over a million dollars in revenue per year, maybe maybe one to five million dollars in revenue per year, ready to invest to grow. Like I, I come in when if you you want to have a good product that some people are liking and are using, and then the question is, how do I get from one million in revenue a year to ten million as efficiently as possible? And what I'm able to come in as an economist and do, and I've I've founded two companies of my own and been through the Y Combinator Accelerator in Silicon Valley too. So I've mm, seen wow. I've seen kind of the way economists think about business, the way Silicon Valley thinks about it, and the inner workings of several businesses uh, kind of in uh, various stages. So I, I really take a step back and think of what are all the possible levers you can pull to to uh, grow your business, and then simplify that down so you can see. Well, I could invest five hundred thousand in in you know Facebook ads, or I could invest five hundred thousand in a team to get more partnerships. And it's like, what's the cost benefit of each of those scenarios? Um, the way I the way I explain it to a lot of my clients is if if you're talking about one million dollars in revenue per year, and we can get even a ten percent improvement, that's a hundred thousand dollars. And I can usually come in in about two to four weeks. I will tell you, I will give you a very detailed list of here's what data I'm looking for. Here's, here's what I'm you know, trying to find for you. And once you get me that data in two to four weeks, I can usually turn around with, with something that maybe you haven't seen before, or maybe you're thinking about, but you really want to determine what the quantitative potential of that is. Yeah. You know, and I think how critical that is to get those numbers right. You know, I think sometimes as business owners, you know, we get so passionate about what it is that we do that sometimes it could be very easy for us to be a little overly optimistic uh, mm. as to the opportunity or the market cap or whatever it is. And so you got to bring in that person that's objective and say, listen, my job is to give you as, I'm just going to do my best to give you as accurate of a picture and the business owner or the shareholders might not like the answer, but you got to know what that answer is. Um, how do you how do you calculate something like a a, a, a a market cap? Well, a market cap. I usually think of that in terms of in terms of like a public company trading on the stock market. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's essentially. And, and uh, forgive me, I might not be using the right terminology. The the <laughs> no, let me just okay. say let me use let me use the right. Uh, so what I'm thinking of is like you know what's like when they're calculating valuation and they say sure. oh we're valued at X because everybody's going to buy our product and we predict, you know, $20 million in sales. Well, how do you know that? That Actually, that's a great question. Um, I would refer listeners to go to the insideeconomics.com website, take a look at our 
there's a tab that's called the valuation tab. It's probably insideeconomics.com. Yep. Hover over services and then v- click on valuation. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we use three different approaches. So there's a there's an income approach, a cost approach, and a value approach. And mm-hmm. actually, the uh, without getting into too many details, because I know our time is limited, these these each look at value in a different way. So income approach is basically how much income is the business generating now. And if we generate some, you know, different assumptions on growth paths, what could it look like? Uh, cost approach is like if I were to pay somebody else to develop the business or buy it, you know, buy like like how much would it cost to build that business from the ground up? Market approach is if I essentially if I were to acquire another business that already does that, how much would that cost? Um, one of the great things about the way Insight Economics approaches our work is we'll never just give you one answer. We'll give you a few different ways of looking at the same problem and say like, look, we don't know the exact answer, but it's really, you know, this is kind of an upper bound. This is kind of a lower bound. And if you do these certain things, you'll, you know, you can expect to be somewhere in this range with, with this level of certainty. And Mickey, uh, historically, what kind of businesses that have you worked with in the past? Yeah, I know you're based in San Diego. Is that right? We're based in San Diego, but so much of our work is done online and for mm. businesses not, I mean, they're all over the U.S. I haven't done much internationally, but all over the U.S. Um, I'll give you one really good example. There was an online retailer I've worked with, and this was actually a pretty extensive project. It was a year-long implementation. Wow. So this was a real a real thing. The business was generating about $85 million in revenue over the last couple of years. They had a couple of years of stagnant revenue and profits were declining mm-hmm. uh, a- online retailer in like the gifting and and in that kind of space like you know you go and you buy a gift for somebody ship it in the mail and they uh had about 10,000 different SKUs on their website and they didn't really have a great system for knowing how to price each one so it was general their pricing model was generally like we're going to base it on the cost of the good. We buy the good for $10, we're going to sell it for, for 20 and, and everything kind of had a standard markup. We came in though, and we pulled all the data, millions of transactions from the history of their website, and we were able to kind of assign a value number to each of the products. We totally updated the pricing system. And within, within that year, after like reconfiguring it on a weekly basis and reconfiguring prices, we saw a 30% improvement in the gross margins. So, I mean, it was oh a multi million dollar improvement, um, which was awesome. <laughs> it was no really good. Cool. And, and it didn't, the funny thing is, it didn't come from many, it didn't come from that many SKUs, like 10,000 SKUs. As you can imagine, there, there was a, a very small number, like one to 200 SKUs, that actually drove most of their revenue. And just by focusing on those SKUs and changing the prices and then taking other SKUs that that did have some value, but were almost never purchased because they were too expensive, we were able to move those up the ladder. And, you, you know, we, we created some really great visuals for the company that that they're still using today that, that uh, you know, we're, we're off that project now because they, they're up and running with a great, with a great system where they, they're able to see their business on a weekly basis and update prices and and do it in a very systematic way. Excellent. All right. Well, 
Dr. Mickey Ferry. Sorry, I didn't introduce that previously. No, that's okay. uh, no, that's, uh, so again, your website is insighteconomics.com. Uh, for someone who's like, I, I want to learn more, uh, what, what would my, might be a good article, a good piece of content, uh, you know, something that people can begin their engagement with you? What would you recommend? I'd say visit the economic, the uh, Inside Economics website for now. Uh, we've, we just, it's a pretty simple website. We just have four practice areas where we talk about the different services we do. There's a contact form, fill in the contact form. It will go to my colleague actually, but if it's, if it's a case where you're asking for my services, uh, he will forward it right to me and I'll set up a call. I, I very often will talk to business owners for just you know half an hour. I'll talk to anybody for half an hour for free and the, those the, those calls go best when when the business owner after half an hour tells me, "Hey, I never really thought about it that way before." <laughs> <laughs> and you can get some value just from that. And then and then I and then after that, I mean, if if you want two to four weeks of really solid work to to kind of take your whole business and and look at it quantitatively in a way that maybe you haven't seen yet, that's I, I would I, yeah I'd encourage you to just check the Inside Economics website out, reach out to me, and we'll see where it goes. All right, Mickey Ferry. Again, you're an economist, data scientist, economic damage expert with Insight Economics. Again, on the web at insighteconomics.com. Mickey, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. This was great. Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.